Hello and welcome to another installment of Q-Tips. It's the special feature from the Video Store Junkies podcast where each and every week we bring you recommendations for what to watch on streaming. And we've got a great episode for you this week for the week of May 28th, 2021, because, hey, guess what? It's Memorial Day weekend. It's beautiful outside. People are getting vaccinated. People can finally get together and have fun. So, of course, we're going to stay and watch movies all weekend. So mm. I'm here with Bill and Renee today. And we've got some recommendations for you, uh, what we think you might want to watch. And I'm actually going to start off because last week was the birthday of one of our favorite actors, Mr. Dennis Hopper. We mentioned him a lot. Mm. We talked about him in Super Mario Brothers. We talked about him in Waterworld. Obviously, those aren't roles that he's necessarily uh, beloved for. Except, I mean, I, I love him in those roles, but most people don't consider those his classics. So I am actually going to recommend one of his more classic films. And I'm, of course, talking about 1996 Space Truckers, the film by Stuart Gordon. Uh, and this movie stars Dennis Hopper as a space trucker. It also stars Stephen Dorff, De Debbie Mazar, George Went, and Charles Dance. Now, I would describe the plot to you, but uh, it's it's a movie called Space Truckers. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's not really a whole lot to say, except it goes all in on the concept of space truckers. Let's just say, remember the scene in 2001 where he's jogging around the, uh, you know, the cylinder that's like rotating for the artificial gravity? Well, imagine that, but now imagine that there's a truck stop diner that's designed exactly like that. And you can <laughs> you, you understand how much this film goes in on the concept. It's an incredibly silly movie. It is a, I believe it was straight to video, but it has like a surprisingly high production value for what it is. And it also, I will say, uh, you know, Charles Dance, a lot of people know him from uh, Game of Thrones. I love him in that, obviously. I also love him in uh, Last Action Hero is the other thing I, I always remember him in. But <laughs> this is probably the only film that <laughs> you will ever see with Charles Dance with a uh, ripcord-powered uh, cyber dick. So check it out. It's a great movie. Yes, I said ripcord-powered cyber dick, uh, <laughs> just in case you didn't catch that. Um, it's a fun movie. Stuart Gordon. If you love Stuart Gordon's films, then you'll probably love this film. And uh, yeah, so Space Truckers, it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. And it's also available on Tubi. And I'm going to throw it over to Renee. Renee, I think you uh, you were saying earlier that you have some pretty good picks. So I'm interested to hear what your first one is. Yes. Uh, my theme for this evening is Apologies to Bill Mulligan. Uh, that Whoa. is... Uh, Yes, that is because of my suggestion last week for uh, Grease 2. And I believe these are two picks that, uh, that you will appreciate. Cool. And the, my first one, yeah. So my first one is a drama horror mystery from 1976, The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane. An excellent choice. I, I Thank wholeheartedly you. agree. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. See, oh, so proud of myself. All right. This has <laughs> Jodie Foster, Martin Sheen, Scott Jacoby, and Alexis Smith. Uh, it is available on Amazon Prime. This is one of those movies that I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I kind of looked up a little bit of stuff on it as, um, you know, just because you got to look up a little history on things. And, um, you know, you dig in a little on this and you're like, oh, oh, God, why? Why did I do this? I don't want to know these things. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, but circling back, so this movie is about a 13-year-old Ren Jacobs, uh, 
played by Jodie Foster, who was 13 at the time. Uh, she lives alone in a uh, high class, high society Quebec, uh, very small town. Uh, but she's, you know, a little bit reclusive. People don't really know what's going on with her. They only ever see her kind of strolling through town. They never see her parents. And um, so she's sort of leading this secretive life and her nosy little neighbors get up in her business. And uh, one of them is uh, played by a very creepy Martin Sheen, who does a great job being very creepy in this movie. Huh? Uh, yeah. And um, so a few things I would just like to note that uh, apparently Jodie Foster uh, hates this movie, uh, particularly because there is a nude scene. Now, again, she's 13. Yes. Now, I will say that her 21-year-old sister, Jody was the one who basically played her body double. But the implication, I mean, we all know, you know, essentially what you're trying to do. And she knew it. And she actually, at 13, argued with them at the time. And they did it anyway. And uh, so I'm going to, a little side eye there to uh, Nicholas Gessner, the director. There was a hamster in the movie, and I would just like everyone to know that the hamster went to live with someone that worked in wardrobe, so don't worry about the hamster. My little uh, did-the-dog-die moment. And the thing that was a little bit side-eye was that a uh, 36-year-old Martin Sheen wanted to play the role of uh, Jody's 19-year-old love interest. Uh, Yeah. And they pretty much were like, "Uh, you're a little too old for that, bro. And... (laughs) So just a little side eye there to Mr. Sheen. So so wait, so he they he wanted to play the love interest and they said, No, you know what? Since we've talked to you about this, we'd rather you play the pedophile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> An awkward conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh yeah. all that being said, How about that? passing it on to you. Oh, and that movie okay. is available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it is it is a cool movie and you'll you'll never look at uh, almond cookies the same way again. It's great. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I, I, I had a lot of fun. It's been a long time since I saw that one. Um, and look, in fairness to the director, I mean, everything she has to do in this movie is not half as bad as what she had to do in Taxi Driver, but no one's given the side eye to Mark, you know, Martin Scorsese because he's Martin yeah, Scorsese. That is a very good point. Yeah, but whatever. That's a masterpiece. Uh, incidentally, Jody was her body double in that movie as well. Oh, well, hey, so she had a, she had a good little fact. side career going. Uh, yeah. That got thrown in her face all the time. Um, siblings, my first one is a movie from 1957, <laughs> Curse of the Demon. This is a classic. If you haven't seen this, you've got to watch it. It's a classic. Just because it's old doesn't mean you won't have fun with this. No, nope, there's not a lot of blood or really any blood or gore or sex or naked Jodie Fosters or anything in there. But this is... <laughs> This is old school horror, but, you know, a lot of times when they say that, it's like, it's understated and you're bored. I'll just say it right out there. You are going to be bored at a lot of the old classics unless you grew up with them and you had no choice. Not this one. This is just so well written. It's by uh, Jacques Turner. And I think that's how you pronounce his name, even though he's French and there's lots of unnecessary U's in there somewhere. Um, it's it's just a, a wonderful piece where Dana Andrews, uh, so this is this will explain some Rocky Horror lyrics. Dana Andrews is a skeptical reporter who is investigating an obvious fraud of a Satanist. Uh, Neil McGinnis, marvelous actor, plays this guy who's kind of a jolly, um, you know, English fraud. Well, he's not a fraud. He, there's actual, he actually is able to bring the dark forces there. 
he passes a ruin, a scrap of paper to um, Dana Andrews. And now there's just a matter of time before a demon comes and kills him. He's got to, you know, come to terms with the fact that everything he thought was true is not true. And also get this, this damn curse off of him. So what this movie is probably most famous for is the demon. And as is often the case with these things, the suits in charge decided understated wasn't enough. We had to actually show the demon. I mean, the director wanted to make it is not so clear. Is there really a demon or is it all in our minds? Yada, yada, yada. No, they ruined that by making this big ass demon thing that just reaches down right in your face and everything. And uh, much as I would love to say, well, here's another example of where, you know, a bunch of Hollywood suit guys who have the money and have no artistic integrity ruined a perfectly good picture. No, it was a totally good call. The, the demon's awesome, absolutely necessary. I don't care what anyone says, including the director, who's, you know, way smarter than I am. But he was wrong. He was just 100% wrong. The demon's great. It's on the, it's on the poster, as it well should be. It's, it's one of the best demons ever. Uh, yeah, it's a puppet. Who cares? Wait, you think they were going to bring a real demon? I mean, come on. The suspension of disbelief, my friends. It's great. Yeah, real, um, real demons cost money. They, they, oh, oh, yeah. And, and they break their contracts because that's what they do. It ain't worth the paper it's printed on with the blood that they make you sign it with. It's ridiculous. So excellent movie. Definitely check it out. I'm, I'm sort of shocked it hasn't been remade and ruined because it just seems like, you know, inevitable that someone will. But it's done as, as well as can be done. I, I really, this is, this is probably one of my top 10 favorite horror movies, which is to say one of my top 10 favorite movies. Because if I had to like go on a desert island with just 10 movies, it'd be nine horror movies and The Godfather. So, yeah. And I will throw this back to Zach. Nice. Yeah, I will. I will plus one that because I actually had not watched this movie until recently when you recommended it. And it is a very well done movie. It's also just very surprisingly, you know, uh, and I, I feel like I, I don't want to uh, it, it almost sounds like I'm denigrating other movies of the same time period because, yeah, you know, movies are are a product of their times. But yeah, it is sure. it, it, it is a very uh, it, it seems like a very modern film, like it actually seems like you could remake it scene for scene, yeah. line for line now, and it would not lose anything. So um, really, really interesting. Um, you know, we should mention we don't actually tell each other what movies we're going to recommend before <laughs> we do these episodes, because uh, I, I only point that out because, Renee, we have synergized tonight. We have unexpectedly synergized. And what we've synergized on is... Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what we've synergized on is uh, Martin Sheen perving on younger women. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because Amazing. I'm going to... I'm going to mention, I'm, I'm going to recommend uh, another film with uh, kind of a not not quite as bad uh, as as in uh, the one that you mentioned. But um, I am going to recommend uh, Terrence Malick's uh, first feature film as a director, which is 1973's Badlands, which stars Martin mm. Sheen and Sissy Spacek, in this case, as the younger woman. And in this case, he's playing, I think he's 33 when they shot this, and he's playing a 25-year-old. So, um, yeah, still still playing uh, much younger and with a, a woman who is supposed to be much younger. In this case, Sissy Spacek was not, uh, you know, actually 15. But anyway, so if if you're not familiar with Terrence Malick, uh, he was famously only made a couple films in the 70s and disappeared for about 20 years. He's made a lot more movies since. I don't know how I feel about all of them, but his first couple of films are, I believe, genuinely some of the best films ever made. 
And this one is about not just the relationship between these two characters, but specifically about what they do, because the character that Martin Shane plays, Kit, is kind of a sociopath or a psychopath or, I don't know, some some meeting of, of, of the two, because he kind of goes on a killing spree, and Sissy Spacek's character kind of just goes along with him. They start with her father, actually, who's played by Warren Oates, and then they kind of take off across uh, South Dakota and uh, just kind of kill a lot of people that get in their way. So very, very loosely, or not even loosely based, but maybe inspired by, uh, I guess, a an actual killing spree in the late 50s. But this, like mm-hmm. I said, Terrence Malick's first feature film as a director, and it is a beautifully shot film. It's beautifully made. Some other firsts in this movie, actually, uh, Tak Fujimoto it was one of the cinematographers on this. Uh, he would go on to shoot movies like... Uh, Death Race 2000, and then he would also shoot uh, Silence of the Lambs and The Sixth Sense. So he had a very long career, worked on a lot of great movies. Uh, the cinematography in this movie is absolutely stunning. Uh, Terrence Malick loves to kind of take time out to kind of look at the landscapes and you know wildlife and stuff like that. So maybe some people think that's kind of boring. I think it's beautiful. I think he captures kind of that the whole the whole. Uh, aesthetic of the locations that the film is set very well um also a piece a little piece of trivia the first on-screen appearance of both emilio estevez and charlie sheen because they were little boys in this movie shot and they have cameos so yeah uh if you're ever doing bar trivia and the question comes up uh that the answer is badlands um so yeah terrence malik is kind of infamous for he likes to only shoot during golden hour and for those of you who are not up on this filmmaking lingo it's an hour ergo the name that happens twice a day when the sun is just right and gives a golden glow and you can stare at it without your eyes catching on fire and if, if you shoot like that that means you've got maximum two hours a day to shoot and if you've been on a film set you don't get two hours worth of footage when you shoot for two hours you know this is why it takes him 20 years to make a movie he's a lunatic <laughs> but they they are beautiful movies to look at yeah, there there is some of that in this one, and then he goes all in on that in Days of Heaven, which is like fifty percent right. of that is, I think, like Magic Hour. Um, so yeah, by this the, one. By is... the way, if, oh, okay, I keep interrupting. If, if you're if you're into serial killers, this is based on the Charles Starkweather uh, story where he and his his young lady friend ran off and were killing a bunch of people to set records and stuff, and was also kind of uh, uh, referenced in the Frighteners. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that good stuff. Um, yeah, well, this one is playing on HBO Max right now. So if any of that sounds interesting, great performances, uh, really just amazingly beautifully made film. Uh, go check it out if, if you haven't seen it before or if you're not familiar with Terrence Malick. And Renee, I'll throw it back to you for your second apology to Bill Mulligan. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. And uh, and speaking of Bill, um, sorry, not speaking of Bill, speaking of beautiful <laughs> movies, <laughs> speaking of Bill's beautiful movies, um, oh. what <laughs> my uh, I'm just being sycophantic at this point, because my next suggestion is a horror mystery, Italian Gothic, if you will, from 1966. Kill, baby, kill. Oh, well, Mario Baba. <laughs> That's right. And it has Giacomo Rossi Stewart and Erica Blank. It's uh, available on Shutter, AMC Plus, and it is free on Canopy. And a skeptical physician encounters supernatural forces when he investigates 
mysterious deaths in a Transylvanian village. And yes, I'm pretty sure I just ripped that off of IMDb, uh, but it's a pretty good summary. Um, so yes, speaking of beautiful movies, my goodness. So the first time I watched this movie, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, it was good. It was interesting, you know, whatever. And then I watched it again, but I like really actually watched it because, you know, like I've got the attention span of a walnut. Like I could just be all over the place. <laughs> so yeah. And so um, I watched it again. It's my God, this man, like every shot, it's like he's fixing to set up a still life portrait. And yes. it's just, yes. It so it you know it was interesting. The story is is good. It there was one moment that actually kind of just made me die laughing, uh, which I'll t tell you about at the end. It was I don't know if you recall exactly it was the scene with the candelabra, um, but oh my goodness, yes, um, just a, a beautiful movie, and um, it works out well that I'm that I'm passing this on to you because you could probably add a note or two. <laughs> It's um, many people consider it to be Baba's masterpiece. That may be true. Have to, it would be hard to to choose from one, but that that is it's it's a beautiful film. It's not my favorite Baba film, but it's a mm. great one. And and yeah, I, you know, it's such a weird serendipity. I, you know, every day I post an image from that I just find interesting. People th seem to think, by the way, just on this side, um, on Facebook, people seem to think that this is a guessing game. Well, you know, that I put these things there and then everyone has to, oh, oh I think it's funny. from this. And then they'll ask me, what's it from? It's like, I don't the fuck know. I mean, I just found it and I thought it was pretty. It had balance or color or something that attracts my eye. And I stuck it there. Might be a bubblegum ad for all I care. But today's was actually Kill Baby Kill. The little, the creepy little hey, girl with the dolls. So yeah, great. go figure, go wigger. But yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Good choice. Um, Thank man, you. I wish I could see these on a big screen someday. Spring back oh. drivers. That that thing played forever, by the way. They they had a couple of different names for it, but it would only it would be like third on a triple feature. They just stick this in there and next to an Andy Milligan movie and something else, just insane choices. But yeah, great, great film. Good choice. Nice. Great choice. Thank you. That totally that oh, Grease 2 is a distant memory now. Redeemed. Uh, you are totally yes. redeemed. So um, my other film I'm recommending is a movie I don't want to say a lot about because the more you go into it not knowing about it, the better, other than watch it. And that is One Cut of the Dead. It's a, I'll just say, it's a Japanese film with zombies. And I want to leave it at that. And, and I'm not trying to be super ambiguous. It's just that this thing has a lot of really unexpected twists and turns that are delightful. And, and, and really, now, I will say, give it a little bit of time, because at first you might be watching and just thinking, it's like, okay, it's a Japanese zombie movie of which I've seen many, many, nothing really special about it. It will get special. I promise you this. If not, I'll refund the cost. I'm not going to give you shit. Um, but but you, no one's going to write and say, you, you led me astray. I could have spent this time better doing something else. No, this is a lot of fun. And I see that there is a Joe Bob Briggs version. And oh. uh, I'd be interested to know what that's about, too, because I, I suspect that Joe Bob would agree that the best thing to do is to go into this movie cold. And when you watch a Joe Bob Briggs version, it takes you like 30 minutes to get to the film because he tells you about all the background, all the cool stuff and everything. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sort of intrigued to go watch that. I'm not sure I should recommend it just in case it, it spoils some stuff, although he, he, he's he's pretty good with all the things he does. He makes boring films interesting, so I can only imagine what he'll do with this one. Um, the... The filmmakers, I probably can't even pronounce their names correctly, uh, directed by Shinichiro Ueda, maybe? 
apologize so I got it wrong, but uh, boy, it's so clever. He also wrote the screenplay. It, it's so clever and just so well done. And every time you think that the zombie genre has been beaten to death and, and has nothing left to give, something like this comes along and you realize just the creativity of artists who are given, oh, I'm going to make a zombie movie, Gene. Me and everyone else who's mm -hmm. ever made a movie, how do I stand out? And it did not take, as some might, a 70 to $80 million budget to knock this one out of the park. And um, it's just great. Oh, by the way, the French are making a remake. Really? I, yeah, I honestly don't know. You know, there's some films, I don't know why you would remake them. Yeah. Well, you know, I think this does it as well as it can be done. You sure you can do it. You could do it with a higher budget, which I think would remove a great deal of the charm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but okay, all right, maybe maybe uh, in France, I don't know, but it, it, definitely watch this one. So, one cut of the dead, Joe Bob. That means it's on Shutter. Um, and yeah, you good stuff. Yeah, I Thanks. I will second or third that. Um, great movie. Me too. Which it's always it's always fun recommending <laughs> to people because you're like, hey, watch this movie. I can't tell you anything about it, but watch it. And, you know, yeah. often, oftentimes I, I hear, you know, there are some movies that have come out recently, uh, you know, not to pick on Shudder, but there have been a couple of movies that have been hyped up. And then I watch them I'm like, oh, you know, that was OK. But, man, they, they kind of overhyped that. This is not one of them. This is actually deserves all the hype mm. that I've, I've read about it. So, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if you're going to do that kind of thing where you say to people, hey, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about this, but you just got to watch it. Don't be like our friend Paul. And waste that once in a lifetime opportunity by recommending something like Thanksgiving too, and then you've lost trust, and yeah. you'll never be. As I know, no, I think I'm going to go research this now that you've recommended it. So, yeah, true. Well, does anyone else have anything they want to recommend, or is that going to do it for this weekend? Well, well, I would like oh, to note that Paul's not here tonight, um, and on his behalf, oh well, yeah, oh yeah. So Shrek Four, to uh, yeah, Shrek Four <laughs> and Thanksgiving too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's make it a double feature for the family. Oh yeah. God, you'd be better off just wandering out into the heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is six movies. You've got four days to watch them if you have a long weekend. So, hey, that's like what a movie and a half a day. You can do it. I will I, actually I have one other thing I want to say. A couple weeks ago, I recommended after only watching one episode, Dark Side of the Ring. This show's only getting better. I'm now in the second season. Mm -hmm. And oh, my God, it is one of the oh, yeah. best documentary series I've seen in years. So if you missed me recommending that earlier, check it out. It's it's such a great show. Uh, that's coming from someone who doesn't really care at all about professional wrestling. It's still just absolutely amazing. Uh, cool. Well, I think that's yeah. it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful holiday. Be safe. And uh, we don't have anyone hydrate. here to sing us out. What? Hydrate. Oh, yeah. Hydrate. Don't forget to hydrate. hydrate. Even if you're sitting at home watching movies, you got to make sure to hydrate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, <laughs> keep your animals safe. From keep your animals our... safe. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen. Okay. If you... <laughs> If you go into the supermarket and your dog is sitting in the car in this kind of weather with the windows just creaky cracked open, we're gonna oh, smash you those. You should things. go to jail we're, and smash it. Yeah, we're gonna smash <laughs> we're gonna smash your windows and you're gonna go to jail. Think about that. I'm going to <laughs> smash win. your window. I'm gonna vandalize your car and you are the one who's gonna go to jail. 
That's just and awesome. I'm going to kidnap your dog. That's yeah, right. then we get right. your dog. So it's a win-win-win. Win. So we win all, all the all the way. It's a hat trick. We win all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, this town is Amsterdam. Amsterdam. And just in case you weren't writing all those down, here are all of our picks for the weekend of May 28th, 2021, Memorial Day weekend. Renee chose The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, which is currently on Amazon Prime, and Kill Baby Kill, which is on Shudder and Canopy. Bill suggested Night of the Demon and One Cut of the Dead, both of which are available on Shudder. And I recommended the classic Space Truckers, which is now available on Amazon Prime and Tubi, and Badlands, which is now playing on HBO Max. Ooh.